When it comes to weight management, we tend to focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. That's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitcherList.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 17th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Sandy Alcantara went 5.1 innings, 5 earned runs, 10 hits, 0 walks, and just 1 strikeout. How am I going to butter my bread with this against the Nationals? Yeah, I watched all of it. And this is really painful because Sandy Alcantara cannot command his pitches right now. He labored many, many times in these at-bats, could not execute the pitch he wanted to do, uh, left pitches out over the plate that were slapped around by the Nationals. Honestly, we didn't really see many home runs, and it could have been more because he, you know, they allowed doubles or, or singles or whatever it was, and uh, this is not the Sandy Alcantara that we want. The good news is I don't think that Sandy Alcantara's stuff is necessarily bad. And we've seen him before, in 2021, for example, have these moments a decent amount, and then all of a sudden turn it on in the second half. If we want to say that Sandy Alcantara is just this, commandless, then by all means. I think it's an interesting buy low because more and more people are getting fed up with this, and it's the middle of June right now. We've definitely talked about players who have struggled like this through the middle of June and then just soared the rest of the way. Is anyone that's capable of that? It is Sandy Alcantara. Is he top 15? No, I need to lower him into the 20s, I think, uh, for the list on Monday. Still, I do believe that from this point moving on for Sandy Alcantara, that he is well worth your time. Patrick Sandoval against the Royals, seven innings, zero in runs, but four hits and four walks with six Ks as the changeup only had a 19% CSW, but the slider had a 40%. Hopefully we get both. Working in tandem moving forward, but now he gets cores, so we don't care. Andrew Abbott against the Astros. Six innings, zero earned runs, four hits, two walks, two Ks. He earned a gold star for this because I didn't have any anticipation for Abbott to do well. And he only earned four whiffs, 27% CSW. I'm not too impressed with what I've seen thus far from Andrew Abbott. Can he be better than how he has from a K over walk rate or pretty much just from an ability standpoint? Yes. He can. He, he's done amazing things for your ratios. So, I mean, I think a lot of you are thinking, Nick, you're crazy. Andrew Abbott's really good. By all means, just keep holding on to him through Rocky Road next. Fine. But he's not the pitcher he needs to be for sustained success at the moment. We did see all of those strikeouts in AA and AAA thus far. So, there should be more out of this, at least from what he's doing with his fastball and his curveball moving forward. But, yeah, I don't think that Andrew Abbott is all too amazing at the moment and I'm glad he got two strikeouts well really the ratios were good against the Astros and got the win but he had two strikeouts four whiffs like we know that this isn't quite real at the moment Emmett Sheehan made his MLB debut against the Giants for the Dodgers six innings zero runs zero hits not the first time we've seen a no-hit MLB debut this year Uh, two walks in three K's but four whiffs and what I saw here was a fastball that someone to classify as a sinker. I think we have it as that, but it will be corrected to four-seamer, I think, tomorrow. With a slider and changeup that weren't great. 
And it's a it's a fastball, obviously, with lateral movement if we can't decide between sinker and four-seamer. And I kind of felt like I was watching Brady Singer a bit at around 95 miles per hour, 96 on that fastball, which can be good. And this wasn't an easy fastball to hit, um, but it wasn't a whiff fastball, right? You got outs a lot. While the slider was not good, the changeup was not good. And maybe that slider is better than what it was yesterday. I imagine so. Uh, but it wasn't really this great breaking pitch. I, Yeah, I'm not a big fan of, of Sheehan. I think we can you know, watch from afar a little bit because it's Houston and Coors next if he does stick around. But I do imagine that Sheehan will... That he has more than what he showed yesterday against the Giants, right? Um, and yeah, he should not have allowed zero hits. We know that. I mean, come on. So Emmett Sheehan, if you did pick him up as a spec ad, you can hold if you want um, through those two weeks or those two starts if he does get them. Uh, but I would think that in the short term, you're better off streaming for those starts. And then we don't really know if Sheen will be worthwhile uh, in 14 days. Uh, John Berbia opened for Sean Manai going 3.2 innings of foreign runs. And who cares? Will Vest was the first of a string of relievers for the Tigers in a bullpen game, so no interest there. Tywin Walker went against the Athletics. Eight innings, one earned run, seven hits, zero walks, eight Ks. Great to see that. 32% cutters when he was throwing 10% cutters through the year until this moment. Wild. Uh, 81% strike rate, so that's cool. The splitter wasn't very good. And he did maintain the velocity that we saw last week. Well, I should say it was 94 as opposed to 92. Now, 95 is what we saw in the previous start. But I'll take 94 with a good cutter for strikes all day for Taiwan Walker. I hope that sticks. But it's Atlanta next, and I just don't want to... I don't know. This is a carousel that I don't want to be on. Zach Gallen did great things against the Guardians. It was pretty much four-seamer curveball here. Did not throw the cutter. He didn't need to. And the changeup went 9 for 12 strikes. Earned 40% CSW for King Cole here. Got the win, seven innings, one earned run, six sets, zero walks, seven Ks. You love to see it. Shane McClanahan ace is going to ace. Only five to three K per walk, though, against the Padres. But the Padres are really good, so everything's cool. Tyler McGill looked like Ty Lord as he went six innings, one earned run, four hits, zero walks, seven Ks against the Cardinals for the win. But yeah, I don't really think there was anything special here for us to to lean into or to really... um, What's the phrase I'm looking for? I don't know. There's nothing I can put my hat on to say, all right, McGill's the new man and he gets the Astros next and I don't want to do that. Kevin Gosman went against the Rangers. It was a scary moment because he had this terrible start to last time and it's the Rangers, but hey, got the win. Six innings, one earned run, four hits, two walks, four Ks. It wasn't the best splitter that we've seen. But this is why you always start your studs. Jared Schuster got two strikeouts for Rocky Road, but it was a win. 5.2 innings, one earned run, five hits, three walks. PL Bot got its streaming victory. Congrats, but yeah, I don't want to do this. 14% CSW and three whiffs on that slider. Michael Kopech had a ridiculous outing, 4.1 innings, one earned run, six hits, six walks, four Ks against the Mariners, three out of 61 whiffs on his four-seamer at just 95 miles per hour. Oh, man, and now he has a tough stretch with the Rangers up next. I just feel like you don't need to hold on to Kopech. I know he had that really nice stretch, but it's not... I really think... Kopech isn't going to go on another stretch like that. So I would move on, honestly. Uh, I know it sounds big brain, but yeah, I think I would. Tanner Houck is doing all right. Thankfully, he took a liner to the face uh, in this Yankee game in the start of the fifth inning. Four innings of one and run, four hits, one walk, two Ks. Nothing really just too special, honestly, before it. Uh, But I'm just happy to hear that he's all right. 
Uh, there are many others to talk about. Is Brian Wu actually legit? We're going to talk about all these, and of course, uh, today and tomorrow's games, even though not so much of today's, <laughs> after this break. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization, so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. JP France, 6.2 innings, two earned runs, four hits, one walk, and three strikeouts against the Reds. Good. He didn't walk six batters. And there you go. There's production. He does get the Dodgers and Rangers next. I don't really feel like you need to hold on to JP France. So you can let him go back to the wire and then return in two weeks. Martin Perez survived against the Jays. And there's something to be said about having enough uh, command to be able to give yourself an opportunity to get lucky to survive against the Jays as Martin Perez did. Six innings, two and runs, three hits, two walks, and three Ks. That's a distinction for me between the guys that are inefficient and will walk a lot of batters where there's just less of an opportunity to just get lucky and have these kind of starts. Julio Tehran, it's a Vargas rule. He did it again. Six innings, two hundred runs, one hit, one walk, four Ks for a win against the Pirates. Just Vargas rule it, and we'll talk later. Brian Wu against the White Sox, 5.2 innings, two earned runs, three hits, one walk, sorry, zero walks, and nine strikeouts, 18 lifts, 36% CSW against the White Sox, and I just don't buy that slider. He did increase its usage as we predicted, 24% usage, it's seven out of 22 whiffs, but man, that was not good locations on it. And this was really the four-seamer in sinker going 36% CSW, um, I think 39 on that sinker. So that's cool. And it's possible that there's more to tap into here. Maybe that slider gets better. Maybe some maybe the changeup shows up and the changeup is so bad. Maybe there's a curveball or something else. The fastballs are good. Those are good heaters. So it could be good enough against the Yankees and Nationals. The the Yankees are more susceptible to the slider, um, while the Nationals are just susceptible to anything as of being a lefty. So I think this is fine with Wu to hold on to him. But I am, like we were worried about Bryce Miller not having secondaries, it's amplified, I think, for Wu because it's a good set of fastballs, but they're not elite like Miller's. Makes sense? Cool. They're above average. Brady Singer, what do you know? Speaking of which, against the Angels, he's a cherry bomb and was a cherry bomb. 5.1 innings, two earned runs, eight hits, two walks, five Ks. We move on. Kyle Hendricks against the Orioles got the win. Five innings, two earned runs, five hits, zero walks in. Just one strike. And how am I going to butter my bread with this? Zero out of 32 whiffs on the changeup, but it earned a lot of outs. And now he gets the Pirates. So fine, we're going to keep going with this. But yeah, he doesn't have the curveball. So he's not as good as he used to be. Tuki Toussaint started because Tristan McKenzie is dealing with elbow pain. And he likely will hit the IL. At least that's how I feel. You don't just get a start scratch due to elbow pain and not go on the IL. Which means maybe we see Gavin Williams. I don't think Tuki Dusant is the answer for the Guardians. And oh, that is something you might want to pick up. Just throwing that out there, just as a spec ad. You can probably wait a little bit. I don't know if they're going to make a decision right now with Tristan McKenzie, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, 
Rich Hill against the Brewers, five innings, three earned runs, three hits, six walks, and five Ks. Why did you have to walk six? So the streaming option did not work out well, but man, he almost had it. Just don't walk six. He gets the Cubs next, and I think he's still a streaming option because he's not going to walk six. <laughs> Cole Irvin against the Cubs, four innings, three earned runs, five hits, one walk, and four Ks, 68 pitches. We saw 75 last time. We were hoping for 85 plus, and Nope, this is what we got, which is very, very unfortunate, and we just got to wait until we see Cole Irvin do good things. J.P. Sears wants seven innings, four and runs, four hits, zero walks, and seven strikeouts, 20 whiffs for a gallows pole against the Phils. Good to see that, 31% CSW, as he got the whiffs up and away from right-handers with the four-seamer. That is, though, he did fall down with it a good amount of time, and those were not whiffs, and the slider... Um, I don't really know if I like it that much. It, it's coming in harder with four inches less horizontal break. Maybe the command is a little bit better because he's able to spot it. I don't know. Um, it's interesting. He gets the Guardians next. And I feel like that will work, but J.P. Sears is a weird one. I feel like it's the Eric Lauer of 2023 is what J.P. Sears is because he's so, so dependent on that four-seamer getting whiffs. I just don't know when it's going to happen. Trevor Williams against the Marlins, 4.1 innings of five run runs, and we all thank him for not giving Sandy Alcantara a loss. Joe Ryan against the Tigers had six runs in seven innings. Seven hits, zero walks, so that's a one whip, and seven Ks. This is a dusty donut. 20 whiffs for a share of that Gallows pole. He had 15 on that four-seamer. Four on the uh, splitter and the sweeper, and, or, and one on the slider, so he allowed four hits. On those secondaries uh, with five whiffs, I guess. I mean, the slider, I don't... Yeah, sure. But you understand, Joe Ryan needs his secondaries. He doesn't have them. Imagine how good he would be if he had them. Ah, uh, it's like right there. Uh, Miles Michaelis against the Mets. Six earned runs in six innings and one strikeout. And for those in quality start leagues, fine. I understand if you want to go after the Nationals next. I just feel like you're better off not doing it. He'll be a questionable start, I guess. Hugh Darvish against the Rays didn't do well. Six innings, five earned runs, eight hits, one walk, and five Ks. It's interesting. I think he's trying to figure out the exact approach that works. And at the moment, it, this doesn't really work with about 33% sinkers. Um, I think the real issue here is he needs to throw... He needs to get whiffs on the sweeper again. It was one out of 16. And that needs to be the focus. You need to get sweeper whiffs back. And if you can do that, then focus on the sweeper. I mean, that, that I think is... Darvish's best asset. There is this cutter that we really do like too, and he's kind of turned away from it. it it's interesting. Darvish is really trying to figure out start by start what the thing is, and it's something to monitor. And I do feel like the 474 year he has right now, he's not going to hold on to through the year. So uh, you can still hold on to Darvish. It's going to get better from here. Dillson met absolutely not um, as he went against the uh, against Atlanta for four innings of eight earned runs, and Domingo Herman got trounced for. Seven earned runs in two innings, seven hits, two walks, and one K. His curveball went 11% CSW and allowed a lot of hits by the Red Sox. It kind of makes me wonder if he was tipping at all because generally that curveball is just so good. But it was just one of those days, and I feel like you're fine starting him against the Mariners next time out. Looking forward to today. Uh, the games have already started, and I apologize for the late one. It kind of is like that on Saturdays a bit. I give myself a little extra time to wake up and, and get started, so I apologize for that. I'm going to try and be better about it, but it's just kind of the compromise I make for doing this seven days a week. Um, Bobby Miller, Logan Gilbert, Mitch Keller, Lucas Julita, Braxton Garrett, Shane Bieber are all on that auto start. I haven't seen any of the results today, so um, this is purely uh, from the heart. Uh, Hunter Green, Bryce Elder, Zach Eflin, Blake Snell, Griffin Canning, Brian Bayo, and 
Clark Schmidt are all in the probable start. Everything is the same as it was yesterday. So I'm going to kind of just breeze through this. Uh, Kyle Gibson, Kodai Senga, Justin Steele is back from the IL. Brandon Bialek, Wade Miley, Tommy Henry, and James Caprillion are all in the questionable start tier. While the do not start, I want to avoid Mike Myers and Adam Wainwright, Connor Siebel, Dane Dunning, Jake Irvin, Joey Wentz, Christopher Sanchez, Alex Wood, Trevor Richards, and whatever the Twins are doing today. Now looking forward to tomorrow... We have Zach Wheeler, Freddie Peralta, James Paxton, Bryce Miller, Jesus Lazardo, and Logan Webb all in that top tier. I know Lazardo's been kind of banged up a bit. He gets the Nationals. I'm still going with that. But the others, I feel, are pretty straightforward, especially with Wheeler, Peralta, and getting these amazing matchups. And Logan Webb is really only the tough one against the Dodgers, but I think Logan Webb is good enough to say, yeah, you just throw him. Probable start here. Charlie Morton, you never know what you're going to get as he gets Rocky Road, but you're still very likely going to start him. Tony Gonsolin against the Giants. Louis Varland finally gets a nice matchup against the Tigers, who are so susceptible to, to fastballs. So that should be really good, and he's my stream pick of the day. Tanner Bybee against the Arizona Diamondbacks. Joe Musgrove, Je- John Gray, and Chris Bassett all have tough matchups. Same with Severino against the Red Sox, you could argue. But those other three, Musgrove gets the Rays... John Gray gets the Jays, and Bassett gets the Rangers. And I understand if any of you want to, to not start these guys, because Musgrove is dealing with elbow pain. Jo- John Gray is dealing with a blister. And Chris Bassett, well, he hasn't been as solid, and he gets the Rangers. Uh, it's it's tough. John Gray was on such a good stretch, had the blister, and hasn't pitched in 10 days. So is he going to still be in rhythm against the Jays? It's just... Uh, it's really tough to say go for these, and I understand if you really want to put them all in the questionable start tier. Severino has been rough for three straight starts, but it was encouraging last time with his fastball, and I feel he took a step forward to redemption. So I feel like if I have Severino, I think this is the start where he turns that around. In the questionable starts here, it's a cherry bomb thing for Lance Lynn against Seattle. You have Tyler Anderson, who would be my stream pick if it weren't for Louis Varland, against the Royals, and I kind of feel like I wanted to put it on the probable start tier, but he hasn't really done it all great. So he's down here, but I can see that one working out. Luis Ortiz against the Brewers. Maybe it works with his fastballs in the zone. Um, Zach Davies with his changeup against the Guardians. Maybe Dean Kramer against the Cubs. That could work. He might still win. Uh, Jameson Tyone's on the other side, and he's actually pushed the 90 pitches. I don't think Kramer or Tyone have really anything that's that great in their repertoire, but they are abil- they have an ability to go six innings, and that could work out there. While I prefer facing the Cubs lineup than the Orioles. Carlos Carrasco is also here against the super cold Cardinals, so that could work out as well. The end of the uh, rankings, we have the do not start tier of Ronel Blanco going against the Reds, Hogan Harris against the Phillies, Matthew Libertor against the Mets, Velocity was down, it doesn't have the slider, Libertor, Patrick Corbin against the Marlins, Zach Greinke against the Angels. You could say that Luke Weaver belongs a little bit higher against the Astros. I just don't want to do it. Chase Anderson against Atlanta, Yanni Chirinos against the Padres, and Tyler Alexander against the Twins. All right, that is it. Thank you all so much for being patient with me with the late timing of these podcasts. Uh, But make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of them. And that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock, and may your babbits be low and your strikeouts high.